Hello there and welcome to a brand new podcast, Sorry Not Sorry, brought to you by Galaxy with me, Gemma Kenny. You're probably doing something right now whilst listening to the podcast, probably something quite good for yourself, I hope anyway. Cooking, having a run uh, or just working. Yes, we're kind of addicted to that stuff. So Galaxy did some research and we decided that it's about time we asked people to give themselves some more pleasure and not to feel apologetic about it. We need to make more time for ourselves. It is a fact that women who prioritise themselves are happier and more fulfilled. And I want you to feel the same way so that we can inspire ourselves and not only ourselves, but a next generation of women to have more pleasure than the last. To help me do that, I am joined by many inspirational women to find out how they make time for themselves and how we can learn from them and do it ourselves. This week, I'm very happy to be joined by, are you ready for this? This is written down for me. I'm not sure I would use this word. Mumpreneur, <laughs> investor and former dragon, Sarah Willingham, uh, who knows all about being busy, sharing her time between homes in Switzerland and London. Following you on Instagram is a joy for me. You are intrepid uh, and an explorer, which I, I love. I love a woman who is an explorer. She's bringing up four children while she does it, running... 10 businesses, wowza, and travelling the world. Welcome along. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Honestly, when I listen to that, I'm like, that no really it's not that complicated surely but no thank you for having me it's great to be here what an amazing subject because I am all about sorry not sorry yeah and I really think that I always say you've got to look after yourself first because Mm. once you're all right then everything else falls into place. So what I try and train my children and my husband, I'm like, as long as mama's all right, honestly, as long as I'm all right, <laughs> you'll be fine. Just look after me. Um, but it is it is so important to take time for, for, for ourselves. And I think it's a great thing that we're talking about. So tell me a little bit about your career in a sort of CV snapshot, because it's, it's been very full. It's been a long time since I wrote a CV. But <laughs> yes, I basically, uh, very early on, Big passion, food, business and travel. So I thought, what on earth am I going to do with my life if I can combine all of those? So I thought, I know. I ended up opening restaurants all over the world, um, which combined the business, the food and the travel. And that was in my 20s. And I learned from some of the best. I then realised very quickly, whilst it was amazing that I was totally not in control of my own time, um, so thought I'm going to have to have my own business if this is going to, if I'm ever going to have the family life that I want to have. So in my, in my late twenties, decided to go on my own and with this ambition of having the largest chain of Indian restaurants in the UK. And that's what I did. I bought a little chain where there was four of them because I'm not, cre- I'm not the creator. I'm just good with the sort of business travel and <laughs> business travel and food bit. Um, and I bought them and then grew them and sold them when they were the largest chain of restaurants. And I sold them because I'd started to have children and realised that 1,500 staff and kids wasn't working and thought, I know, I need to do lots of different things like investing, working and helping some businesses, mentoring, maybe consulting that was a better way of managing my time whilst I had small children. And that's why I then made the change to go into that. So actually the one really big, whilst my my background, now I do lots of different types of businesses, but my background with business and food has always been lifestyle driven. You know, mm. I wanted to travel. So that's what I did then. Then I realised I wanted a family. So I was like, oh, 
better have my own business. Then I realised having a family and having my own business was not what I wanted after all. So then I sold it and then I started investing so that I had more time and was more flexible. So very, I my whole life I've been very lifestyle driven rather than there's never been a career path, basically. Do you think that's just something that's in you, just like naturally quite instinctive? I Yeah, I think I'm a huge feeler. Yeah. Like I definitely am all heart before brain, if that makes sense. I, but I've learned to justify things with fact. Yeah. So I think in business, you need to do that. You could, you might be very intuitive and you might really feel something, but you've kind of got to back something up with the, with the fact as well. So I've learned the other side of the it, balance. which has really, really helped me. Mm. But I was, I think I'm quite lucky that um, I'm physically very in tune with my mental state. So I get, you know, I can get stomach cramps quite quickly or I can start to feel, if I get really exhausted, I can quite feel quite heady. Yeah. Um, and what happens is when I realise I'm, I'm, I'm living the wrong life, if that makes sense. You know, Your it's, body it's, tells My you. body tells yeah. me quite quickly and that's why I... I mean, it always takes ages to make the change. It can take me a couple of years to make the change, but ultimately I'm shifting the direction that life's going in, if mm, that makes sense, totally. to suit where I am. Because you can make, I don't believe in having a lifelong career path. It's absolutely impossible because your life changes so much over the course of those years. You change as an individual. What needs to happen is as your life goes on this wonderful journey your career and work and all of those things need to fit into that rather than the other other way around for me trying to do it the other way around is what what would make me ill Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. i would get a physical reaction from it yeah i do get this sense particularly amongst my peers as as a woman in my early 30s that's had quite a kind of crazy zigzagging life um but becoming a woman really feeling like a woman there is this sense of being a bit guilty about spending time alone or like for yourself or doing things that are genuinely nurturing of of oneself, which is kind of mad. Yeah, and I think it's because it's like the universe, I think, conspires to sort of fill every second and every minute and every hour of every day. Um, and, you know, you hear the sort of the horror stories of people who don't take their annual leave, for example, which is so counterproductive in business. It's crazy. And because the universe conspires to fill a diary, really, it fills our time. It's almost like we're not successful if we're not busy and Mm. and we're not doing things that it doesn't feel right to say, well, I'm just doing nothing this morning. I'm just, it's a nothing day. And I found, for me, the big transition was this, which sounds ridiculous, but it was a very practical transition to doing it. I now do it naturally, but I had to diarise downtime. Yeah. So my diary got to the point that it was so busy and I felt like head spinningly out of control with it, that that was when I went, hang on, <laughs> this is not, this is what I... I set out to do. I set out to live my best life, to enjoy my life. And fundamentally, am I really happy with how busy I've suddenly become? And the answer was, well, no, I don't want to be this busy. I want to enjoy my time. And I I took a long look at myself and realised I'm, I'm a lot more introverted than I thought I was and need peace. And I function so much better with it. So I started actually diarising that time and saying, you know, between nine o'clock and 12 o'clock, I took more than an hour to begin with, really forced it into my life, 
where that time was just about me. And I did crazy things like read a book. Yeah. You know, like go for a walk. Lovely. Like just sit in silence with no music on. You know, just just actually allowed the introvert in me to really blossom. Mm. And it took time. It's a bit like when you start to exercise, when you realise how good exercise is for you. Yeah. You start to feel really good doing it. But to begin with, it's quite painful. And I'd sort of tap my fingers as I was sat there doing nothing and my mind would wander. But now I've really, I am definitely a better version of myself making that time on a on a daily basis. Was there a particular crunch point, a particular happening or an age where this felt increasingly important to kind of reset, let's say, or, or restore? Yeah, I think there've been a few. So I'm 45, which is, you know, much older than the sort of further down the journey, I guess, in the the new or a big one was around your age actually mm. when I started to think about having a family that was a big time for me in terms of that we talk about work-life balance but it sound, almost sounds like a cliche now but the reality yeah. of it is as, you, as I started to have children um, I realized oh well hang on <laughs> you know I want to be a mom I want to be with my children. And then you'd find, okay, so then he started to take away the work bit to give to the family time. And then you'd be like, oh, well, hang on. What about me? And then you'd realise you can't function because actually it's crazy. You know, I had four kids in four years, so it's insanely busy, like four extroverts as well. So it's, and my husband's so extroverted. You can imagine me, I'm actually like semi-introverted and there's like all these these five big, big, big noises around this me. This sounds fun. And I, it's great, but you do need time out. Yes. And then I realised I would get to that point where I'm like, oh, I almost need to shut down. You know, like almost like a computer I needed to turn off. I was overheating. And so it was, I'm really lucky that I'm quite physically in tune with my mental state. And I started to feel it physically. It's like I needed to reboot, to, to shut down. And, you know, one of the things that I started doing was like booking, I would go for like a week to a detox place or a boot camp or that type of thing. Yes, I'm still with people, but it was really time out for me and then it became much more regular so then it became that I took and took from the other things in my life and gave to me and I don't think there's a person in my life who wouldn't say that I am not better for it Mm. far better version of of myself and you can be so much of a better friend mum colleague partner when feeling in control of yourself having explored it but it does take quite a lot of bravery to admit that you need to explore what it means to really look after yourself yeah and i think i think it's it's part yes it's bravery but it's almost like i almost wanted the proof i don't know how else to explain it i needed the evidence to show me that i was better for it i needed to really consistently feel that I was kind of reaping the reward. That's the businesswoman in you. Well, it is. Being a businesswoman with self-care. Exactly. It's so important to understand who you are and and how you function because I actually, exactly right, because I am a businesswoman and because, you know, I I love being with my kids, actually to take time away from two things that I love doing 
I, I kind of needed to prove that it was the right thing to do. And I think the real tipping point for me was that I realised just how much more present I was in my own life. Mm. So three years ago now, I I left and went travelling around the world and took my family away and went travelling around the world, which really, really big, big move for me. Did um, you meet any resistance doing that in oh, terms masses. of people being like, are you crazy? You're taking your kids out of school. It's really indulgent etc. Oh, and some, you know, like, yes to everything you've just said from (laughs) lots of different places, including, you know, close family and friends. I mean, everybody thought I'd gone completely bonkers. (laughs) And and actually, it felt like such a selfish thing to do. Right. You know, it felt, it, it was something that I felt guilty about, that it felt selfish. And yet, it's without a shadow of a doubt the single best thing I've ever done. I mean, it, it to take that time, not just for me on my own, but to take that time with my family mm. was was really something that was special. And and actually, I've learned a lot from that experience. Now, of course, not everybody listening has got that luxury to be able to go, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll just go and take a gear off. And I think it's important to um, admit that as well. You know, you have to... I see it in two ways. Yes, logistically, you have to have money to be able to travel the world as such. Yeah. Right. So a lot of people listening will be like, this is like beyond me. But I also am somebody that loves to travel and sees it as a gift yeah. for and an enhancement for the way that I live life, particularly culturally. I also think there's a sentiment there that is beyond what money means which is about being it is I go back to bravery because I do think you need to be brave to travel if you prioritize that in your life yeah. you 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 can be really gone how about it it can literally be borrowing your neighbor's tent and yeah, taking yeah. it down the road and making sure that you have your gang around you and that you are experiencing and living and taking time for yourself so for me it's a spirit as well as this idea that it's really selfish or really indulgent. Yeah, I think for me that it was, I realised in my 30s that the thing that I had of the most value was time. And ever since that kind of moment of realisation in my early 30s, that became the thing that I traded, really. So now whatever I do, I trade my time. Mm. And it's all about my opportunity cost of my time. So if I'm doing something for an hour what else would I be doing in an hour? If I do something for a week, what else could I be doing in that week? And it is, when once you get your head around that actually the most valuable thing that you have is you as an individual and how you spend that time, how you give that time to others and what you do with it, um, it makes it a lot easier to trade. It makes it easier to make decisions instead of kind of following this career path that people might, you know, that you mm. talk about, like success as defined by the world. Your success becomes defined by you. Like, what do you want out of your life? What does success look like to you? And to me, it was all about trading, trading this time. So another big tipping point for me of realising about taking the time out was that I, other people used to manage my diary for me. And I realised, like, what am I doing? I'm letting somebody else trade my time. Somebody else is not inside my brain, inside my soul, they don't know how I feel when I wake up this morning or they don't know what I really, you know, what I'm really, my deepest innermost thoughts and feelings. And, the, and that I think that time when you might want to take some, some, a moment out for yourself just comes upon you. You can't plan for it necessarily. You know, it's just yeah. like, I need to take some time. 
I'm doing it now. And emotionally, it's really important. And that's what I'm finding fascinating about speaking to you, because on paper, there are so many kind of, you know, there's numbers and, and 10 businesses and it's really impressive entrepreneurially. But at the same time, the emotion side of it's really important, particularly when it comes to being a woman, because we are biologically on a roller coaster. Absolutely. So it's really important to accept that, that hormonally we're going to feel different throughout a month in terms of where we're at in our lives, whether we have children or not, we feel like we want to, that's going to feel different. And I think that society is really loud in saying, don't give yourself that time, feel rubbish about yourself. And by the way, this is what success looks like. Exactly. No, and I think when you can take, you're so right, because I think when you can take hold of that and say, Look, you can't define my success. I, you're not me. Nobody can. Nobody else can define success for me. Mm. Um, I define my success. And at times when the world might have looked at me on paper, as you say, the numbers and all that, oh, wow, she's really successful. Well, actually, I wasn't because I didn't have my balance right. Yeah. And I wasn't spending enough time on my own or with my kids or with my mates or with my husband or exercising or in nature or doing the things that really make me, frankly, a much better human being. I hadn't had any time to give back at all, not spend any time with people who get more out of my time than, you know, other people who, you know, the normal work environment. So I hadn't had time to do any of those things. So whilst the the universe might have gone really successful, big tick, I would say, well, no, actually, I wasn't. Now, now I've got my balance so much better and I feel the confidence to be able to stand up and go, this is who I am. And my answer is way more often than not, no. Mm. That's the real power. That's that's when I go, no, because, because I'm actually doing nothing. And that's okay. Yeah. That's really great. <laughs> or no, because I'm walking one of my kids to the skate park And I'm just going to sit and watch him. It doesn't matter what it is, but the answer's no, because it's taking up time that I've realised the value of spending time doing the things that I really want to do. And it's made me, when I made those decisions, it made me so much more, I guess, clever about the way that I spend my work time because you become much more efficient in the way that you work. You don't, you do the things that really add value to you rather than a lot of those peripheral things that seem to make a lot of other people happy. Yeah. And I I found that really empowering to not have anybody else fill my diary or, you know, when I started to do a lot more media stuff, not have an agent, that type of thing where I just felt so in control that it was okay for me to wake up in the morning and go, you know what? I'm just going to go for a really long walk and that's okay because I know I've got stuff I've got to do, but I'm going to do it later. And it's not that somebody else had filled that diary time. And I think no matter what age we're at or where we are or how much money we've got in the bank or how far our career has has progressed or not, it doesn't matter. Just that saying, having the confidence to say, this is who I am and having the strength to say no to things is so empowering, especially for a woman. Totally. It is so empowering. And you become, when you start to do that over and over again, that feeling of empowerment, without a shadow of a doubt, brings a calmer version of you 
to the world. And I just think you become a much better version because you're staying true to who you are. Totally. I, I think I'm at that stage. It's nice to hear you oh, say it. Oh, it's lovely to hear. I am having a, a year of, I keep calling it healing. Like I'm just sort of, it's a transitional one and like getting rid of some of like this, like yearn to make sure that everything is really busy. And, yeah. and you know, I moved to the seaside four years ago now. It was a slow move, but that has really done something for me. And, and, it's just opened up my mind and I, yeah, I, I'm having, I'm 34 and it's, it's a, it's a good ish one. It's a big one. Did, did something happen that made that transition take place or do you think it's just what happens as you grow up? What, I think what I got happened? really exhausted. Yeah. I got exhausted with pushing through all the time. And there was lots of emotional things that happened in my personal life too, you know, like splitting up with someone and that, and it just made me realign, like, what am I doing? What am I putting out there? what do I want and how do I make it so that it is about me but also like my passions and career and it is it's interesting doing that navigating that alone like at the moment I'm like oh man like maybe I should get a dog or or, or to be able to have that excuse to be like I'm walking it on the beach so that I don't have to be by my phone because it's it's is a little bit it's a different journey discovering that independently because you don't you're yeah. not doing it for you can't blame it on somebody you, else you can't blame like, it on someone oh, else you're kids. not like yeah. getting up <laughs> yeah. and making sure that you're looking after yourself for you know like yeah. somebody else so that's that is kind of like whoa <laughs> and if you found a resistance around you like because I think that was a really big shift for me I found when I made that okay let's call it a more selfish move but it's I say that really positive because I'm a big fan of being selfish. You've got to look yeah. after yourself first. So when you make that selfish shift, I definitely found a resistance. Do you? Do you find that? Yes. Um. I just think it it uh it it shocks people. I think. Yeah. Because you sort of project something for so long that you work really, really, really yeah. hard, and that you're 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 really like a careerist, and that you're on a game plan, and this type of sort of thing that you're yeah. projecting, which is probably being quite frazzled. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And then and then suddenly you are calmer, and you're kind of doing things maybe less for others, or you are prioritizing with a sense of clarity, which I think makes yeah, it is met with the yeah. resistance, and it makes. Various, especially if you've got a lot of people around you, which I do, a lot of people. I don't have yeah. like a family as such, but I have a, a big work and life yes. family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very, very interesting. And are you honest about it? Do you say, I'm actually just going to go, no, I can't do this because I'm going to go, because I see that you, you do loads of swimming in the sea, yeah, which I, I really do. want to talk to you about as yeah. well. Probably not now. We can but talk yeah, about yeah, it. It's my yeah, pleasure. Okay, great. So yeah, it's no, my absolutely. absolute passion. So when you, do you say, I'm go- no, I, I'm, that's when I'm swimming in the sea? Or do you say, no, I just, I'm just busy at that moment, so I can't? Uh, yeah, Are st- you honest? I've started to not even explain myself because I think if you're over-explaining yourself, it's just sort of dragging someone else down. Really, yeah. like, Sometimes like, I'm really exhausted and actually I'm going to go and do this because I need to clear my mind. I think it's just like I've started to um, be honest but without over-apologising yeah, all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. So just like I need some time out or I don't necessarily want to discuss this in depth as yeah. to why I'm doing it. Everybody knows my affinity with the sea that loves me and cares about yes. me. Um, and that works with me. And, you know, anyone yeah, that yeah. follows me on Instagram, I love swimming. It's yes. been an amazing release for me. It's connected me to nature. Uh, I'm sort of really into it now. I'm an enthusiast, so I use swimming as my grounding wherever I am in the world. You've and, found your thing. Yeah. And I think it's that's one of the things that is a really, in, I think it's such a strong message 
to anybody is to find their yeah. their thing. Like when we went traveling around the world with the kids, we one of the things that came away fr- from us is really similar to that is just this love of raw nature. Like we just blossomed in nature. So the places where we found a real affinity were where nature was much more powerful than us. Nobody's trying to prune it. It's impossible. Yeah. There's no hedge cutting. It's just epic, mm. like massive, massive. And it doesn't matter whether it's the mountains or the sea. And I started to notice, and I guess anybody that does yoga and things like that know, but I'd never done anything like that, so I didn't know. But I started to breathe with my stomach, mm. like deeply. This is from a lifetime of sucking my stomach in because I'm a woman and that's very normal. <laughs> um, and so therefore only only like breathing chest deep. I got into nature and it just, I just breathed so deeply. Amazing. The, the kind of calm that went through me. And now that's my thing. I absolutely have to be in nature. And having spent the last three years moving around in various environments with a really extreme nature, um, I'm coming, I'm going to be spending a lot more time full time back in the UK, other than lots of holidays, I hope still. <laughs> and actually, I've moved like you this summer, I moved by the sea. Yeah. I will open my front door and smell and hear the sea. And it was it was that or I had to go in the middle of green fields. I mean, I had to do one or the other. Yeah. I realised for me I needed to be somewhere where, where I could, which I could retreat to. And I only found that out because whilst travelling, I kept going to places. I mean, and I've always been a real city girl because I, I thrive off. I mean, to be honest, I thrive off lots of things. I love the city, yeah. love people. Me too. But I realised that in order to continue to love the city and all those people, I had to have like my equivalent of your open water swimming. I had to be somewhere in deep nature where I could breathe in my stomach and just feel that calm that I can never get in a city. And the thing is, I'm such an adrenaline junkie. I could just be in the city for days and days and days and not get tired. Yeah. But then when I go to nature, I realise, oh, this is it. And so then I started trail running and that has become my thing. So what is that? So you put your shoot, not normal trainers, but grippy, proper grippy trainers and you run only on trails. So it's really wild. There's no concrete there's no roads. It's all whether it, it can be in mountains or it can be across the South Downs. It can be I've along seen people doing it, coastal actually. paths. Yeah. It doesn't matter, but you are on a trail, always on a trail. And I've never been a runner. I mean, I'm not built for being a runner. These thighs are not supposed to move easily. <laughs> and I, was like, I feel like I'm start, when I started doing it, I was like, oh no. I feel like I felt like a hippo. Come on, you can do everything. You've had four children, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. This Frankly, means yes, you right. yeah. can do anything. And this weekend, I just ran 32 kilometer wow. um, trail run with two kilometer elevation up a mountain. In a million years, I was never going to do something like that. But I love it. In terms of practical advice, if you're listening and you're getting excited and you feel like you want to, like, reclaim what it means to have me time, what would you tell somebody who's feeling just exhausted and needs to find their way of finding what their thing is? I think the fact that I'm even having that conversation with somebody or that somebody's even thinking that that's a huge step in the right direction because I think a lot of people don't realise actually that they're, you know, running around like a headless chicken, Mm. to be honest. Um, So I think the fact they're having that conversation is great. If they are struggling to, to do it 
naturally to take that time. Um, usually people who are running around like crazy probably have very hectic diaries. I would do what the way that I cracked it was by diarising to begin with. I don't need to now. It doesn't go into my diary. I don't go, this is downtime, Sarah, clock in, clock out. But it really helped me to break the habit. Um, and I would say, try nature because, you know, Mother Nature, Pachamama, as we call her in our family, <laughs> is a very, 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 very powerful soother. Go and do something where you can feel nature. Allow the rain to fall on your face. Allow the wind in your hair. Allow the water on your skin, as you've talked about. So do something that takes you out of your environment to begin with, because that it's hard to break a habit of a lifetime if you change nothing. So force the change until it becomes habit and feel the benefit and try not to take your phone, to look at your phone. You don't need to capture the moment. You need to feel the moment. And that's there's a huge difference between the two. Remember that you can change things from feeling really overwhelming. You actually can. It takes potentially some practice and some forcing on yourself. But at the same time, I think you can change it up. Oh, I mean, honestly, I, I anybody that's listening, I, I was absolutely on my knees. You know, four kids in four years... I had 1,500 staff at the time. Uh, you know, I was running around like a crazy person. I really was. And I was exhausted, you know, to almost a breaking point. And I changed it. And I, you know, I got rid of everything that was filling my diary that didn't add any value, that I didn't enjoy. I even got rid of the people that were filling my diary and I just took control. And I remember standing at one point in my 30s and I remember saying to myself, oh my God, you know, if I, if something happened to me tomorrow, I'm not dying as happy as I can be. Mm. And that was a really big wake up moment for me. Like this, this would be, that would be awful. You know, I've got four beautiful children. This would be awful. Change something, Sarah. And I took control. I've never looked back. Best thing I've ever done. Amazing. So just take control. Absolutely amazing. Very empowering. Thank you for that. I'm going to give you an hour as a treat. What are you going to do with it? Ooh, what am I going to do with my hour? I am, so I am definitely going into nature. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. And I don't care what the weather's like. I, I, it could be stormy. In fact, I'm going to go for something really extreme. I'm going to go, I'm going to spend an hour out on a trail somewhere that's untrodden that I've never been to before and I've never seen it. And the weather's going to be really bad because I want to feel the the rain on my back and I'm going to run. Wow. In a storm. In a storm. You're a superhero. Not an electric storm, <laughs> oh. just in case. But wow, I'm going wow. to have really, it's going to be really rainy and I'm going to get soaking wet yeah, and I'm going to, I can't hear anything other than the wind in the trees or, and just me. I don't have music in my ears, nothing. I'm listening to nature, feeling nature. And at the end of that one hour, it'll be like I will have taken a day out. Amazing. I want to come. <laughs> well, we'll swap. You can come on a trail with me. I'll All go right. on an open water swim I, with you. One of my fearful <laughs> swims was with one of my best friends and it was quite rainy and 
a storm started to brew and it did it started freaking me out I was like I think yeah. I think I just want to go home now yeah so I've had to leave a few uh, seas in Australia and also in Southeast Asia where storms have come and Ooh. they come running down the beaches get out yeah. everybody out you know because that's it's really extreme I mean it's there's something really special about it if I'm indoors by the sea yeah. and, I'm, and I'm watching a storm yeah. it's really magical but not necessarily when I'm no, in the sea I don't, wouldn't want an electric storm that's <laughs> oh. for sure um, thank you so much Sarah for being part of our pleasure podcast this week that was Sorry Not Sorry with Galaxy I hope that you're feeling inspired to prioritise yourself and make more time for pleasure it's a fundamental thing of our happiness and well-being and you shouldn't feel sorry for doing it it makes everything easier better Everyone around you will like it more as well. We'll be back next week with my guest, Naomi Smart, for Sorry, Not Sorry with Galaxy. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Acast, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please share it and give us a rating, which we hope will be five stars. 